And now, now, without further ado, let me hear it. It's the Buck and Dex Show. This is a stupid show. That's great, it starts with an outbreak. Wuhan, China is the place, and this year's crap right out the gate. Iran shoots down a plane, Aussie koalas burn, Donald Trump impeach, Kobe Bryant, R.I.P., Billy Eilish, Grammys, poor Tom Hanks, Adele's no longer fatter, Kim Jong-un died, Nova Life, Mahomes on fire, MVP of the big game, and the 2020 Oscar goes to Parasite. News of murder, Hornets made us worry, we got teary, losing Alex Trebek. Screen by screen protesters hassle Trump, taser stop when George Floyd was slain by white men. J-Lo, Super Bowl, Kardashians fly the coop and Becky screwed in a cell. What the hell? QAnon crazy, spread conspiracies. Yeah, I'd like to capture butt with what will I wipe? Wipe the imbecilic, idiotic mask fights. My rights and Mike Pence's fly. It's the end of the year as we know it. It's the end of the year as we know it. It's the end of the year as we know it. It blew right by. Lakers return to power. LA Dodgers champagne shower. Watch the West Coast burn while the kids distance learn. Mass still not being worn. Pure cleaning, quarantining. Carol Baskin, we all hate. Megan Harry escape. Royal scandal. What's their motive? Left town. No crown. Kanye, will you hush? Shush, please. No. Brady changes gear. Buccaneers. Biden wins. It appears it's fraudulent. He won't let the presidential prize. Voter fraud assertions filed by conservatives. The courts decline. It's the end of the year as we know it. It's the end of the year as we know it. It's the end of the year as we know it. It flew right by. Ellen isn't all that nice. Vaccine in the nick of time. Ocean spray, cran rats, guy, black panther dies. Wap made us all sweat. Tom Cruise's COVID rant. Virtual parties, TikTok meetings on Zoom. The most pathetic and fantastic, never ending, soul crushing year of our lives. It's the end of the year as we know it. It's the end of the year as we know it. It's the end of the year as we know it. It flew right by. Happy holidays, my friends. Welcome to the Buck and Dex podcast. My name is Buck, and this is not Dex. Hey, I'm Chris Burnett from the 10 Drink Minimum podcast. Yeah, so, dude... How are you? I'm doing well. I mean, you know, considering, you know, the world is still locked down. Since and everything's uh, fucking falling apart. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to hell in a handbasket. So it's the, it's the uh, apocalypse. Yeah. So I talked to Dex the other day about coming and doing some podcast stuff, and he got the COVID. And I'm not sure how he got the COVID, but he got the COVID. Ooh. And so I don't know when he's, he's fine, by the way, um, just okay. in case you're you know anybody's worried about him he's fine he's out like running he's still running he runs like 20 miles a day while he has covid yeah huh yeah that's uh that's interesting (laughs) yeah yeah so he's got the covid and uh he's got a bunch of stuff going on so we just wanted to get an episode out for you guys because we haven't done an episode in like two months yeah it's been a little over two months since we recorded an episode the last thing we did was phil anselmo from pantera oh yeah yeah, and uh, that was killer, but uh, I just got super busy with work. You know, it's like I gotta, I gotta put food on the table when it, you know, when it pops up. That's the way real estate works. So, yeah. yeah so real uh, estate's the hot jam right now. Yeah, man. 
dude, it's been, uh, it's been crazy the, the way things happen in, in real estate. So, uh, how's your podcast, man? How's the 10 drink minimum doing? So we've been firing on all cylinders, just going ahead, you know, um, we, uh, you still have the same lineup. Yeah. It's uh well, you know, our, our co-host Billy moved away last October, though, about a year, you know, a year and a little over a year ago, the wrestler, uh, no. So then the wrestler quit. Um, he, he was having a lot of trouble with social media and his mental health. And so he stepped down. So it's just Holly Ann, uh, smiley and I, which is fine. So we've been, you know, firing on all cylinders. Uh, we interviewed a, um, a gutter punk uh, writer from Denver last weekend who wrote a book called The Belcher about a superhero that has supersonic belches. <laughs> and uh, that was pretty fun. And I uh, actually helped a group. Um, there's a, a group of podcasters. We all got together and we started a thing called the Borellas Podcasters Guild. Yeah, what is that? So my mother-in-law sent me a text message at like 545 this morning <laughs> asking me if I was going to be a part of this. And I knew what it was. Yeah. But uh, but I was, I, I you know, I just told her, I was like, yeah, I know one of the guys who started it, yeah. but I'm, I'm not doing anything with it. So what is it for people oh, who... Oh, we'll see. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I still could join yeah. it. I, I, oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, we... Uh, so there was a, a couple of people uh, from a couple of podcasts. One was uh, a, a podcast called uh, What's Up ABQ. And the other one was called um, True Consequences. And it was a true crime pod. It's a true crime podcast. They kind of got together and started talking about doing something together. And I don't know if they got in contact with HomeWise or HomeWise got in contact with them anyway. They made a deal with Homewise, like the lender, yeah, like the yeah. mortgage company or whatever. Yes, they they uh, own the the historic B Rupee building in in Borellis, mm-hmm. and they said, "Hey, we want to do a podcast. Can you guys help us? We'll give you, uh, you know, a couple rooms in the B Rupee building to build a studio." And so they kind of put a little, you know, they 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 went out on the internet and kind of uh, found the different you know different podcasters around town, and they found. Uh, I actually found them. And they found a couple other ones, and so we all kind of got together and decided we, you know, we started meeting on Wednesdays, and uh, we decided we were going to build a studio uh, down, you know, down in Borellis and help people either start a podcast or help like businesses that want to have a podcast. We'll we'll make it for them, mm-hmm. and you know, we just wanted to, you know, have this group of people that can like help each other out to cross promotion to like, if you don't know how to edit, if you are having trouble with like doing an intro or a theme song, you know, all these little things that like somebody who's never done any kind of broadcasting or podcasting before, no production skills, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So we were like, let's start this thing. And I mean, we didn't realize like how much of a need there was. Cause like um, right now podcasting is the most saturated media yeah. In the entire world. <clears throat> yeah. Everyone everyone has decided to either take up photography or podcasting during COVID. Um, I, I say that because I went out to the uh, uh, first Fridays downtown yeah. and they're doing it like outdoor. And in one block, I saw four photographers and I, like the people were like down there taking a picture of a Mercedes logo and stuff. And I'm just like, ah, <laughs> this is a, this is what the hobby that people have picked COVID up. COVID hobbies. COVID hobbies. Yeah. And so... Um, well, that's I need to write that down. I gotta. I'm doing an air. I'm I'm working this week on Kob, and I need stuff to talk about. Yeah, COVID hobbies. Yeah, and so we we kind of started getting the word out, and I mean we've had people come out of the woodwork to you know join. We've had quite a bit of people join so far, 
and you know we were on KRQE. They they did an interview with us, and uh, it was funny because like when they did the interview, it was like on Zoom. Yeah, and so I, there was like four of us, and then the the interviewer. And I probably said the least amount. And then like when the thing came out, I'm like the, I'm the first person you see talking. <laughs> and, and I was like, I, I was like, I was like, oh crap, everybody's going to be mad at me. And I was like, I don't know why they chose me. And so, uh, everybody's been hitting me up. I've had people from college hit me up and they're like, Hey, I heard you were on the news and it sounds like you're doing something pretty cool. And so, yeah. So if people want to start a podcast and they're looking for a place, um, it's the Brellas Podcasters Guild and we're looking for people who, um, to join as well that can also be, you know, mentors and whatnot, you know? Because uh, Chris just like pointed at it. He, point, he gave me like the yeah. little, the open hand, like yeah. join us way. Because I mean, you know, it, it's one of those things where like, uh, so HomeWise is, is doing their own podcast and I, I got to help out with that. And just sitting there and like doing the recording for them and seeing how they've, they, they got to start out with like a leg up, you know, that I never got. Yeah. And their audio is great. And they got to, you know, they had a a guest on and we, 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 you know, you know, zoom meeting them in. And I was just like, man, I wish somebody would have been there to help me do this and teach me to do this. So it's, it's a really awesome thing. So I think it's, you know, I, I feel really proud and, you know, happy to be a part of it. And the people that are behind it, you know, we all get along really well. And, you know, we tease each other all the time. You know how you can tell people get along. So yeah. sometimes when we're having meetings, we're kind of like, all right, all right, all right, calm down. So yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, you're definitely an early adapter when it comes to uh, podcast stuff. Yeah. I mean, you've been doing this forever. 14 I mean, years. Yeah. You're the one that helped me get this thing going. So, right. I mean, this is, uh, you know, you you kind of guided me as far as, as, far as uh, you know, how to put this thing together. Right. So. And, and once you get it going, I mean, our big thing is, is like, we, we're here to help you start and then evolve, you know? Yeah. Cause then you, there's always a moment like when you're podcasting where you're like, okay, I'm, I, I, I understand everything I'm doing right here. And then after a little while you're like, okay, I think I'm ready to like step up and do a little more and maybe take some phone calls, interviews yeah. or, you know, and so we're, that's what we're there for is to kind of help people start and then evolve. And then hopefully at some point they can, you know, go on their own and do whatever they want, you know? Yeah. So, Yeah. You know, I got my little uh, basement bunker studio here. Yeah, it's awesome. This was actually, it's interesting. You know, I kind of started thinking about this after the fact, but I still might be able to do this. Like, I think the audio sounds okay down Mm -hmm. here. You do get a little echoey because there's no like rugs or anything. Right, right, right. But I was thinking about putting some cellulose uh, Mm -hmm. uh, insulation in the walls here. Oh. Because behind the the sheetrock here Mm -hmm. is just three foot concrete walls. Okay. So, you know, yeah. but I bet if I, I did that, I could probably make this place. Uh, uh, I like how you have the exercise equipment. Is that really used or do you yeah. have clothes on it or? Oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> I use, uh, I use, uh, I use the, uh, the elliptical and my wife uses the, the treadmill. Oh, okay. So. All right. All right. Yeah. But this is my. Got uh, a nice little fireplace down here. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a bedroom behind you. You know, this place is, uh, this is a legit little basement. No, it's cool. This is actually where I corned. I, so I got COVID too. Yeah. And this is where I quarantined during COVID. Not that it helped anything because I ended up getting every member of my wife's family sick. I, yeah. I gave everybody, I gave 12 people COVID. Holy crap. How pissed was everybody at you? Nobody was really pissed because um, it was, it was, uh, as far as COVID goes, it was a very mild case of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, obviously it affects everybody differently. You know, there are people dying from COVID. Absolutely, yeah. 
<clears throat> I mean, a very small percentage of the population is dying from COVID, but there yet there are still people dying. Right. And for us, it was like I had some body aches and um, and it kind of felt like a head cold with okay. body aches and I would get tired. At any point, though, when you got everybody sick, were you like worried, though? Were you like, oh, crap, if somebody like if something happens to somebody, I'm kind of responsible? Well, yeah, I mean, and, you know, I'm just out working. It's like I'm not going to. Right. I'm not going out to eat. I'm, you know, not going out to parties or anything like no, that. No, uh, no warehouse <coughs> uh, raves. No warehouse raves. Nothing like that. Although that's a great idea. Uh, <laughs> um no, but I ended up uh, getting everybody. And uh, the people that I was actually worried about were my in-laws, my mother and father-in-law, because they're both, you know, in their 60s. And yeah, I mean, but they're in good health, you know, fairly good health, I mean. So, but yeah, everybody basically had it the same. So this year, my Christmas card to everybody is going to be uh, a your welcome card. You're, <laughs> right, you're, right. you're welcome for the antibodies and the nice mild <laughs> case of COVID that I gave you for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, how long do you think the antibodies will last till the, till the vaccine continue to get the vaccine? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You know, what's funny about that is my wife is an OR nurse down at press mm -hmm. and she said probably maybe about a third of the people working at the OR signed up to get the, the vaccine. That's interesting. Yeah. Only a third? A third. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. Cause, uh, you know, not to get too much into the facts, but. There's the Pfizer and then there's the Moderna. Mm -hmm. And the one interesting thing to me is like how cold they have to keep the Pfizer one. It's negative like, 94 degrees. Yeah. And then the Moderna is like negative <coughs> 20, which is still ridiculously cold. Yeah. Like, you know, like how are they going to get the Pfizer one to like the rural areas? I mean, that's going to be tough. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not uh, sure, man. But um, but yeah, so um, I think they said like three to six months the antibodies are good for. Okay. So does that mean I'm safe? I don't know. I, you know, it, it's hard to tell. I, I would think you, you would be because your body, you know, creates the antibodies. I just don't think COVID knew what it was getting into when it entered my body <laughs> because of my past. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I think it was probably after it was here, it was probably like, oh, retreat. We got to go. <laughs> this is not the place to be. But uh, but yeah, no, we were super fortunate. I mean, nobody got really sick. That's and, good. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Hopefully Dex is, I think Dex is fine. So. Well, he's out running. I mean, yeah, it, he's out running 20 miles so a day. So I don't think fine. his lungs are hurting, but no. I do know of people that have got it and they were runners and then now they can't, their lungs are too like messed up in the after effects of it. Did yeah. they have any, like the people that you know that got it, did they have any like, um, what do they call them? Underlying conditions? Uh, no, really not that I know of. healthy people. Yeah. So, but they, you know, they, you know, no one really knows. We're not, we're not going to know the truth for like 20 years, but yeah, I feel like, uh, I was reading somewhere that they said certain blood types get it worse than others. Was well, I, was I think I have the blood cause I think I heard a positive mm -hmm. is the one that gets it the worst. Yeah. And I'm a positive. Oh, well then no. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe, maybe your, your past helped you out. It was my, like <laughs> the pickling of my body, the pickling of your body. It's like the punk rock version of whatever that cartoon was, where it was all the different like parts of the body inside. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like the punk rock version of that. It's like, Oh, what the fuck is this dude? <laughs> who do you, who do you, the, the, the virus came in and your body's like, Hey, who do you know here, man? <laughs> who do you know at this party, bro? Who let you in, bro. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. Have you seen, um, have you seen the South Park COVID special? No, everybody keeps telling me. And I keep forgetting to Bro, watch it. Bro, you have to watch it. I'll watch it. You have to watch it. Uh, I just I just finished the Mandalorian yesterday, and oh, don't, I'm on. I just finished uh, 
I think episode six last night. Oh, I the, waited until it was all out. Oh, the first season? Second season. Okay. Dude. Are you on the first season? Oh, I'm over. I'm done all of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All I got to say is I'm not going to say, I'm not going to spoil anything. The The season finale for for season two starts out and I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of a anticlimactic. And then it ended and I was just like, oh my God. Well, you know, it's funny, man, is it's like, epic. <laughs> yeah. You look <laughs> at... I just ordered a new uh, a new T-shirt. Yeah, it's like you know the Iron Maiden, the Trooper. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's got the Mandalorian running. It says Iron Mando. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, I was that kid that had all the Iron Maiden posters, but never listened to Iron Maiden. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> they had the best posters. <laughs> they did. They had the greatest. And then when, as a grown up, now I listen to Iron Maiden. So yeah, yeah. But um, shit, what was I? I've lost my train. Of oh, thought. you're talking about the man Iron Mandalorian. That, oh that's yeah, sick, yeah, man. Yeah, but anyway, I started. Uh, I just started watching that again. Um, yeah. And um, I think I just episode. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. I finished the sixth episode last night. Oh, <clears throat> and you know what's interesting about the show is if you go through, if you wait and watch the credits, yeah, you can see all the people that are actually in there, and like their lineup of actors that they have. Oh yeah, like. You've got Giancarlo Esposito now, who's basically going to be like the new Darth Vader, which is fucking crazy. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's something yeah. like that, though, but he sure looks like it to me. Oh, yeah. You've got that. So in the first episode of season two, there was, um, you remember when he goes to the, he goes into the arena and the guys are fighting? Yeah. And that little dude that he's, uh, that he takes and strings up, yep. that's, uh, that's John Leguizamo. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. like. The people that are in there, it's like Bill Burr's in there. Jason, Le- Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, Sudeikis yeah. is in there. It's like the cast that they're pulling from this is just, it's pretty epic. Like the people that want to be involved in this yeah. project. Uh, Bill Burr is also in it again. Is he really? Yeah. After this episode? After uh, six? I'm trying to think. Because uh, this is the one, the The first time I saw Burr was when yes. they had to take him and go to that base where they blew up that base or whatever. Yeah. That's the first time I oh, saw Oh, okay. Him. So he's in it in the first season, and then he's back in it in the second Oh, that's season. right. That's right. That's right. Okay. So, I, I hear what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I was, And it's funny, because like Bill Burr like notoriously hated Star Wars, yeah. and he would talk trash about it on stage, and then somebody called him out. He's like, all right, I'm in fucking Star Wars, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> hilarious, man. pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, once you get... So it's funny, because like my parents, uh, I went home for Thanksgiving, and... My dad likes to watch war movies all day, which it's fine. But like after, you know, the, the 15th one of the day in black and white, you're like, yes, Fuck, dad, yes, come on. Yes. Audie Murphy and all that <clears> stuff. <throat> so finally I was like, Hey, let's watch the Mandalorian. And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, it's star Wars. And they're like, eh. and I told my dad, I was like, well, it's a Western. It's a space Western. And so then, you know, he likes Westerns as well. So then he was like, okay. So then we're watching it. And like, as soon as like, there's a scene where, uh, the Mandalorian is like riding one of those like speeder bikes. Yeah. My dad's a big motorcycle guy. He's like, he was like, oh, wow. Like I just, I just heard him go, oh, wow. I wish I had one of those. <laughs> yeah. And like, and I was just like, uh, and I knew it. And then, and then, you know, when I was watching it for Thanksgiving, the season uh, two wasn't over. So we get to the final episode that, that they had at that point, And he's like, is there not anymore? I was like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I knew, I knew you would like it. You hooked him. Yeah. You fucking hooked him. Yeah. That's and, great. And I love that, like, uh, the, the themes that they do for that show, like, um, I don't know if you got to the one with the, the Jedi. Yeah. But it's very, uh, that's the last one. Actually, that's the last yeah. one I just finished. Okay. And it's total, like, 
you know, samurai movie. Yeah. It's so like, I just love how they thematically did that. And, you know, and you can see the Western elements in it. And at some point I was like, are they doing the magnificent seven here? What's going on? Yeah. And I was like, Uh-oh. they're kind of cruising around in the fog and yeah. just going, it's very yeah. remnant of uh yeah. Like an old samurai flick. And it's funny. Cause like, when they talk about great directors, no one ever talks about, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Favreau or whatever. John Favreau. Favreau. And it's like everything that dude has done in, in like the last 20 years has been amazing. Like, oh, yeah. He did He's the, brilliant. Iron Man 1 and 2. He did Elf. Yep. You know, he you know, he did this. Um, you know what I thought was interesting was the way he, um, so I think it was the last episode Carl Weathers directed the last oh, yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like tapping people to mm-hmm. direct stuff and he's writing. Uh, and so my buddy Tate, mm-hmm. Tate Fletcher, the guy. So I think our third episode of the podcast was Tate Fletcher. He was in The Mandalorian. Yeah, he was the first guy killed. Yeah. And um, he uh, he came back in, I think it was the third episode where they had the big oh. Mandalorian battle. And, and he was yeah. the heavy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so he was the heavy in that. But then John Favreau ended up voicing the the character, so he's very hands on with this stuff. The That's way he pretty does funny. Stuff. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's funny because like I remember the first time I ever saw him was Swingers, and I yeah, me too. love Swingers. And I mean, I'm, I don't know, I haven't watched it in years, but I'm sure you know, probably doesn't age too well. But to think that he, because he he was like having trouble breaking into Hollywood, and so he somehow got that movie like financed, like you know, independently. And then it was a hit. And I mean, thank God that that happened. Cause I mean, that guy has been just stellar, yeah. you know, you know, you know, Disney just loves him, you know, oh, yeah. Iron Man one and two. And then he did, you know, this. Yeah. And oh, so not a spoiler, but on the final episode of season two, for people who don't know, watch out, wait till after the credits, there's after credit stuff. Oh, they're doing that now? Oh, just on this, just on this last episode. And it's very important. Okay. So it's like, whoa. Yeah. Like it's a, it's an it's another one of those moments where you're like, you just get the shit the tingles and you're like, oh. <laughs> like in this in the last episode, there were moments where I was on the couch watching and I stood up and like was like standing there watching. Yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh, you know? <laughs> Such a good show. Yeah. Such a good show, Big man. Fan, man. Yeah. I love me some Mandalorian. So Totally. <clears throat> yeah. It's kind of like the savior of like the in you know, this this like bleak winter COVID time. Well, you know, it's funny, man, is like when all this stuff started, I mean, obviously, you know, everything was affected globally. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the entertainment that I have right now, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you and I will hang out occasionally, mm-hmm. you know, when this stuff wasn't happening. But, sure. But, you know, 90% of the time it's like, I'm home, I've got my kids and, you know, I can't go out. So TV's kind of just been my right. my escape for the past couple of years and you know, when all this COVID stuff started, I was like, what am I going to watch? You right. know, what am I going to do? And I was happy when I saw that this was coming out, you know, and there were a couple other things that happened as far as, you know, TV shows that, uh, that I was able to watch. But, um, yeah, the Mandalorian stuff is, is good. What do you think about, um, I don't want to get like too political or anything, mm-hmm. but, um, what do you think about the governor? And the reason why I'm asking this question is because <clears throat> I've been, I've been doing some fill-in work on KOB, like mm-hmm. I've been doing the talks, the talk show. Yeah, and um, you know, I always need stuff to talk about. And one of the things that I was, I, I'm, I'm kicking around the idea about talking about it is like essential worker stuff. Yeah. And I'm not trying to shit on the movie industry. So if anybody's listening that works for the film industry, don't think that. Right. That's not where this is going. But as a person who is 
uh, you know, I'm, I'm a partner in some bars downtown. Oh yeah. You know, we have three bars that are closed that have been closed since March. And, um, you know, there are all these like wacky things that are happening, but the governor came out and said that film workers, that's an essential business. Okay. You know, I don't, I don't know if it's an essential business, but so, so Mm -hmm. teachers Mm -hmm. are not considered essential. I got three kids upstairs that are not in school when they could be in school. Yeah. They could because they're K through three or they're, you know, the department of ed said they could do that, Yeah, but they haven't categorized teachers as essential workers, but they're saying film workers are. And it's like, don't get me wrong. I love watching a good, a good flick yeah. or a good, you know, series. But what do you think about all that? Well, I don't, I'll preface this right away by saying I don't have children. Yeah. So I don't, I definitely don't have the, uh, uh, background or you know, the daily or the need issues that yeah. you have now with that, I don't understand in this country, even outside of COVID, why we constantly shit on teachers and and put them down as like a lowly worker you know in in our societal like hierarchy yeah like it doesn't even outside of covid it's like especially new mexico they make like 30 grand a year yeah like you know and people are like well they only work nine months out of the year and it's like they don't though you know they work you know they work well past whenever the kids go home Mm -hmm. they buy their own supplies yep they um usually have to teach summer school so they can make more money to like, you know, make ends meet or they have to go work like a seasonal job, like home Depot or something. So we, we take for granted in this country, the teacher. And I think that finally as a society, we're seeing the effects of that. Yeah. Where you have these just outlandish, like uh, conspiracy theories, you know, like the flat earth and the, you know, you know, and I'm sure someone's going to get angry and pissed off, you know, wait, you're telling me the earth's not flat. I know. Right. I know. And so we're starting (laughs) to see just like outlandish things that are happening in our society. And it all goes back to like, you know, there's no, there's, you know, our, our educational system is floundering. It's, 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 especially here in New Mexico. It's dying. It's fucked. Yeah. And it's like, I see things on the, it's funny. Cause like, you know, you used to watch movies and they would, you know, show stuff on the news on a movie and you'd be like, Haha, that's so stupid. Thank God it's a movie. And then now you see it really on the news and you're like, <laughs> uh, what like, oh. was that? Was that, was, was, was that the onion? No, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so you, you, you just see this like lack of, you know, these thought processes that are happening now in our society that all go back to, you could have been taught this as, as a youth. And, you know, I, I think it's crazy to me that teachers are not seen as, as, uh, you know, what did you, what's the word you said? Essential, uh, workers. essential workers. Yeah. Now with that, I like if, you know, it's hard for me to say, let's throw all these kids in a classroom with a teacher and they, they have to go do it with the, you know, COVID thing. Cause I mean, how I was, uh, I was, uh, I was at work on, on base a couple weeks ago and there was a, st- so you're actually in person. You, you're I did not, no, no, no. I just, <laughs> I had to go in for something. Okay. And there was a little preschool or something across the street and those kids were at social distance. They were touching each other. They were wrestling yeah. around and I'm like, I don't know how you, you know, I don't know how the teacher does it. You know, like if you, you know, I don't, I don't know what the, what the answer is, is what I'm trying to say. Like, I think they definitely should be paid more. I definitely think that I agree. we should treat them better. We should, you know, fund them better. 
um, first of all, if I had to go to work, if anybody out that's not a teacher had to go to work and they said, Hey, everything that you need to do your work, you've got to go buy it yourself. We would freak out yeah. and like scream bloody murder and they have, they do it all the time. Yeah. You know? So I don't really know what a good answer is, but now as for the, the, the movie industry and the TV industry, I don't think it's essential. Um, if people are like, well, we're running out of things to watch. I'm like, give me a break. There's. There's, there's so much content yeah, out so there. So much right content now. in the world, but I do know that like there's a lot of uh, the way they're doing it. Because I have friends that are in the movie industry. They said it's pretty amazing how well they're like keeping everybody keeping apart. everybody safe. Yeah, I mean, like, apparently not on the Tom Cruise movie, but you know, dude, I just <laughs> listened to that for the first time. <laughs> yeah. I just literally right before you walked down, right yeah. before you rang the doorbell, I was down here yeah. and I just heard that. If you don't, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise freaked the fuck out on everybody. Yeah, and I, I guess they were working on the Mission Impossible movie, and he just lost his fucking mind and was just screaming at everybody about, you know, if you don't stay apart, I'm gonna fire you. You're gonna be fired. I mean, free. It was very Christian Bale esque. Oh yeah, remember Christian Bale yes. freaked out? That was here. Yeah, yeah, that was an Albuquerque. Uh, Terminator Four, whatever it was. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, but Tom Cruise freaked the fuck out on yeah. everybody. I actually have it pulled up, but I can't. Uh, I don't know how we could play yeah, it. Yeah, not but. with it not connected, but yeah, people can watch it. They're listening to it. Yeah, yeah. You guys need to Google Tom Cruise's <laughs> freak out. So this site that I have that I was actually listening to that on, somebody did it as Tom Cruise as an elf, and <laughs> they they uh, they did his voice. So they like yeah. increased the the octave on his voice by ten times or whatever, and. He totally sounds like an elf doing That's it. That's amazing. I mean, he kind of looks like one anyway because he's, oh, yeah. he's four like, feet tall. Yeah, he's tiny. He's a little fella. I was thinking that the other day. So I was watching some movie and uh, Nicole Kidman was in it. And she's tallish. You know, she's she's fairly tall. Yeah. And I was like, how did she How did she marry Tom Cruise? He's like, he, did, did, she, did she carry him over the threshold? I mean, he, <laughs> he's tiny. You know? Yeah, he's a little fella. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. You yeah. get him and David Miscavige together, right. you know, and they're like, they're both like standing up on their tiptoes trying to be taller than if, each other. You know, if Ronnie James Dio was still alive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the power midget trio. <laughs> That's funny. That would be funny. Uh, yeah. So like my, my girlfriend, uh, you, you know, she's, you know, it's a, it's a new relationship. So we're like, you haven't seen this movie? What? We have to watch that. And so I've I had never seen Elf, so now I've seen Elf. Oh good. And then uh and uh she had me watch we watched The Prom the other day that's on Netflix and uh, Nicole Kidman is in that and she's she like towers over people and I yeah. was like, "Holy cow." Yeah. And then I thought like and then my immediate thought was like she was married to Tom Cruise and he's a little man. Yeah. That didn't last very long, I don't think. I don't think so. A couple years. Yeah. Um I did that whole thing when I started dating Sarah, when we started yeah. dating and it's like, you haven't seen The Shining? Oh, right. That was the first movie that we watched together <laughs> was The Shining. <laughs> wow. It's fun to do that. We did that over Halloween. Like we went and found a list of like the scariest movies of all time and we went and started watching some of them. What was on the list as scary um, movies? Well, I was a, when I was a kid, I loved the, uh, I didn't love it. I was scared to hell of it, but the movie Jacob's Ladder. Yeah. And uh, so we rewatched it. As a you know, me as an adult and her for the first time, and is it scary? No, is it creepy? Absolutely, yeah. And I'm trying to remember. There was one we watched um, with George C. Scott. Um, oh, let me. I can't remember it. And uh, 
and and it got to the point where like they're so old you know and the cars and everything kind of take you out of it but then like i would i'd be like you just broke that window that's a good window <laughs> you know you're an adult you're like oh man that's gonna be a hundred dollars right there man the things that you think about when you get to adulthood is like oh i could never jump down like i'd, I'd fuck my back up if I oh yeah yeah off. you're all well that guy's knees blown out uh-huh. yeah yeah, he's he's got an ACL. I uh, when I was a kid, I remember my parents showed me fucked up movies when I was a kid. Same, like, same. Like I remember when I was like nine years old, they let me watch The Exorcist. Same, yeah. And my little brother had a crib, and he was like maybe a year and a half, two years old. He wasn't in a toddler bed yet, but he was in our room with us, and um, and we watched uh, The Exorcist, and he picked up on something, and. Uh, when uh, Reagan is is possessed, yeah, she's like the soul is mine, <laughs> and my little brother was doing that oh, in God. his crib. He's like the soul is mine, that's all it's in. I was fucking freaked me out. Yeah, um, and, and everyone that came to your house. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, when I was a kid, I remember watching. Um, there was a movie called Salem's Lot. Oh, totally. <clears throat> and that scared the piss out of yep. me when I was a kid, like, like the little vampire kid yeah. going up to the window and scratching on it. Well, when the vampire came out of the ground, I remember <laughs> yeah. that scared the hell out of yeah. me. Yeah, and then rewatching it as an adult, you're like, especially now with yeah. you know advances in technology, and you're like, this is hokey as shit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that movie with George C. Scott was called The Changeling, and it's the Changeling. Known, it's known as like one of the scariest movies of all time. It is definitely really? not. No, it's definitely. Not. Have you ever seen uh, the Rudger Hauer movie, The Hitcher? I love it. That is probably C- one of the... That movie will make you jump. Uh, C. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas yeah. Howell and Rudger Hauer. Love it. Yeah. And they remade it, and I refused to watch the remake, so... Yeah. Because the, the Rudger Hauer one was so crazy. Like, when he's... Eat, like, I remember there was a scene. I haven't seen when it When he's since, eating the french fry. And there's a, a finger. And he picks up the finger, and he, yeah. like, puts it to his mouth, and he's got, like, this blank stare, and he's like... Ugh. Oh fuck! That's a thumb. Yeah, and then like whenever he has that woman tied up between the semi and the trailer, and he's yeah. just like revving the motor, you're like, oh yeah. If you guys haven't seen the Hitcher, you got to watch the Rudger Hauer, see Thomas Howell one. Oh, when he passes him in the station wagon and he's in the back seat with the kids, the kid, and he waves oh. at him. Yes, yeah, creepy that movie's so creepy, man. I, I'm pretty sure that that ended like hitchhiking, <laughs> like single handedly. <laughs> single handedly, like, it's like it was like yeah. the Jaws of yeah for hitchhikers. Yeah, it's like when Jaws came out. And oh, and I was a kid. I saw Jaws. I wouldn't get in a swimming pool. I was still afraid of it. <laughs> I don't to this day. Like I still have problems. Like there was some shitty uh, shark movie. Like. 48 meters below something like that i don't remember oh that. yeah with uh, jason statham or whatever no 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 it was it was like nobody it was like these in my these women that wanted to go like uh they were on spring break or something and they decided to take a day thing where you go out in a boat and they put you down in a cage oh yeah sharks and my friends were like this is crap and i'm like and i'm like just like shaking and i'm like yeah this is awful i just like <laughs> let's I, turn it off and find something else right and I'm just one of those people that's like, man, I've always wanted to go surfing or whatever. But then I'm just like, well, you're going to get bit by a shark. And pe- so will you not go in the ocean? I've been in the ocean and, it, you know, but I won't go out, out in the ocean, you know, swim out into. The, so you, you won't know. paddle out. You no, never- hell no. Oh. And everybody's like, oh, the odds are this, that and the other. And I'm like, I don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh. I don't know. Just like I won't go out into like the Ozark forest after deliverance, you know, it's just one of those things. <laughs> Start hearing banjo music. No, 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 no. And my parents lived in the South for a little while. And uh, my friends and I were coming back from Florida from spring break. And we got off on a side road and like we, we were running out of gas and you're like driving down those, those roads where like the trees have turned into a tunnel. Oh they, yeah. Over- 
And being from New Mexico, where you can just see for miles, it just was so claustrophobic. And I could just think of that movie or just any of the, you know, where somebody's going to come out of the forest and just grab you and take you and yeah. no one will ever find you, you know? That's funny. You know, all anything like that. But uh, I did grow up watching the same kind of stuff you did. Like, I saw... You know, First Blood, I saw Rambo and mm-hmm. Platoon, all those like in the theater with my dad. Yep. You know? Saw the Goonies at the movie theater. Oh, totally. Yep. Yeah. Just a great, you know, and it's really interesting to me, like how much those are still a part of like our our lexicon, you know, like Goonies, Ghostbusters, uh, Gremlins, and even like kids today are like still into those movies. And, and like when I was a kid, my parents would like play their stuff and I'd be like, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, this is trash. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my kids are watching. Uh, I mean, they they're just now because my kids are five, seven, and eight, uh-huh. and so they're just now where the well, they're start starting to watch movies. Like Cash is still a little bit too young to okay, like sit through a movie and actually get it, but the girls are, and uh, you know they'll like Cash was watching Mandalorian with me last night. Like okay. he was sitting next to me and he was watching Mandalorian. He was digging it, but nice. But uh, I'm gonna start showing him some of that old stuff like Elf and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the Goonies and. You know, the Goonies, the exorcist, like it's one of the Goonies (laughs) and it always blows my mind. It's like when those movies came out back in those day, back in the day, they were huge and they never would have thought of making a sequel to them. And then like they talk about it now and now you're just like, it's too, it's too far gone for sure. Yeah. And I feel like nowadays if, you know, a Goonies or something like that came out, they would immediately be like, oh, green light in the second one. Yeah. It's just oh, like yeah. automatic now. It's like- Well, especially with COVID stuff too. You know, it's funny. I was talking to, um, I still talk to a lot of people that are in the record industry. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> record labels, record companies are signing so many bands right now just really? to have content. Oh. Yeah. Like, um, so after I did the Phil, the Phil interview, um, I'm actually going to do another thing where I'm going to do like a little uh, 10 minute like audio documentary on Phil Anselmo. Okay. And the guy who set that up for me, he was talking to me and he was like, he was like, I want you to listen to this project that, you know, so-and-so just signed, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're getting all kinds of like traction and it's fucking garbage. I mean, it's like these two kids dancing around a pickup. There's a video and they're like, the whole song is auto-tuned and it's just trash. Gross. Yeah. And they're just like, signing everybody trying to get as much content as uh-huh. possible to make as much money as possible through these times. And yeah. and I think the film industry is probably similar right now as far as like, yeah. I was just reading something today, like they're rebooting Little House on the Prairie. What? Yeah. Man, that's crazy. I know. The next thing they're going to be like rebooting the Waltons or some shit, you know, it's like, yeah. Well, what was the other show? Um, uh, Wonder Years. Yeah. And the family, like it's, it's an all black family, which... I was like, at first I was like, they're redoing the Wonder Years. And then they said, it's going to be an all black family during the sixties. And I was like, oh, okay. Actually, I kind of would like to see that. That would yeah. be, you know, but like, it all depends on how they do it. You know, um, like Little House on the Prairie. I kind of would like to see it if they do it like a little bit, you know, not as fluff, you know, cause that show was super full. Make it like, uh, make it like Little House on the Prairie Yellowstone version. Did you watch Yellowstone? I'm watching. Okay. I'm, I've started watching it cause, uh, one of my favorite musicians, Ryan Bingham is on it. Okay. And uh, Ryan Bingham, I don't know if you know him. He's from Hobbs, New Mexico. Oh no, I didn't know that. And um, he did the <laughs> he did the theme song for the movie Crazy Heart with Jeff Bridges and uh, yeah, yeah. And he won the Academy Award. Oh, uh, oh, that's and, right. And okay. the Golden Globe. And he's in the movie. Like he was the guy that was the backup band that came up and knocked on Jeff Bridges' door. Yeah, yeah that's him. And he's in Yellowstone. He's the guy that they got from prison. 
that plays the guitar. Oh, yeah. That's Ryan Bingham. He's from Hobbs. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, so my parents were like, yeah, it's really good. And uh, and then I saw that, he, like, I follow him on Instagram and he was talking about it. And I was like, all right, I got to watch it now. So it's kind of like The Sopranos yeah. up in Montana. And, and it's really weird to see, like, Kevin Costner as, like, this. Yeah. You know, I don't like Kevin Costner typically. Like, I'm yeah. not a Kevin, but he's perfect for this part. Yeah. 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 I was uh, telling my girlfriend, I like Kevin Costner's like the baseball player of actors. Yeah. Because he's like been in, if they're like, we have a baseball movie. Is Kevin Costner available? You know, because he's like Bull Durham, uh, Field of Dreams, yeah. and then For Love of the Game. You yeah. Know? <laughs> he was like, like, he was the baseball player to me growing up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My buddy Jeremiah was in that. I didn't even know he was in it. Jeremiah Batsui. He's yeah. a, he's an Albuquerque guy. Um, but he was in, spoiler alert, since we're already like three seasons deep, he yeah. gets killed in the first episode. Of uh, season uh, one? Uh, yeah, season one. He's oh. the brother of, oh, of the oh, guy's oh, wife. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's my buddy Jeremiah. So Jeremiah was mm-hmm. actually in Breaking Bad. Okay. And he's the guy, you remember when Gus Fring cut the dude's throat? Yeah. With the box cut? So yeah. that's Jeremiah. Okay. Yeah. I've, heard of, I've heard of Breaking Bad. It's you know, yeah. It's around. It's been around. It's it's here. It's done a couple of things. Yeah. I, I actually know a ton of people that have been in that. Really? Yeah. It's odd. Like it was funny because like one of my friends, uh, I met him at like a little house, a little apartment party when I moved to Albuquerque, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm a rapper." And I was like, "Cool." And then oh, I started eight ball or whatever. What's it's his name? a it's a um, God. What is his name? Uh, Combo. Combo. That's yeah. His name. And so then eight like ball. later on, I see him again, and he's like, "Hey, man, I'm on. I'm in a TV show." And I was like, "What TV show?" He's like, "Breaking Bad." I was like, "Bullshit." Because I'll be in the next episode. And he sure shit he was. I was like, "Yeah, what the hell." That's so, funny. That's totally funny, man. And then he ended up being like a kind of integral part of the story. Like, yeah. He got him the Winnebago. And yeah. yeah. I was watching, I was like flipping around yesterday and Eight Mile was on. I was like, it was like the last 15 minutes. And oh, I was God. like, it's the best part of yeah. the movie. You know, the last when he has when freestyles or whatever he yep, battles. Yep. And I forgot that Cheddar Bob was the dude from Break, was uh, yeah. what's his name from Breaking Bad? Yeah. That's so funny, man. Yeah. And he's actually gone on to do some pretty cool stuff too. Like he was on, um, he was on some CBS show and oh yeah, yeah. I think with uh, Anna Ferris or something like that. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how like you got this mishmash of like people who live here. Yeah. Um, the guy who played Gomi, what was his name? Uh, he, he's a, a Stephen Michael Casada. Yeah, that's his name. He's like a councilman or something now. And uh, yeah, he you know, and then and then you have these actors that came from Hollywood, you know, Aaron Paul and such, you know. Uh, it's really funny. I guess I could probably tell this story now because it's been a long time, but, uh, Walt Jr. Um, RJ Mitty. So I, I, I got introduced to him and we, we hung out for a good long, like six or seven hours. And my friends and I, we, we, he was only 20 and we snuck him in one of the bars. Was and, it my bar? Was it? No, no. Okay. Oh, we were no. And, uh, we ended up partying with him and, uh, um, had a really great time. And he, it's really funny. Cause like, everybody's like, Oh, does he really talk like that? I was like, no, he doesn't really talk like that, but he does have uh, muscular dystrophy, but he like really likes fast cars. Like he's a, he likes to race cars, but, um, oh, I probably shouldn't tell the whole story. There's, there's, you know, and eh, why not? So, <laughs> Come on, dude, let's so hear it. he was supposed to be do our podcast <laughs> the next day. And so he went home with this girl and, uh, it was like right at the end of the filming of like, it was like right at the end of the final season. And, uh, yeah. So I guess his mom flew in to surprise him to help him sell his house here. And she like came in and he's like with this girl. And, all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and he calls, he like calls me on the phone and he's like, Hey, uh, yeah, I can't do that to podcast. My mom, uh, f- surprised me today. 
<laughs> I was like, oof. That's yeah. awesome. I was like, yeah, totally, totally uh, understand that, man. But I have uh, I have some stories like that with musicians that I oh. won't get into. So. He was he was really nice guy though. He was really cool. I met him. I met Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul was really cool. He Aaron's the only guy that never did our show. Really, we had everybody else. Like everybody yeah. used to come in. Oh yeah, like yeah. Betsy Brandt was like a staple on our show. She okay. came in a ton, and and uh, um, we never had Gus Fring. We never had a uh, Giancarlo Esposito. But oh like, okay. Uh, Dean Norris came on. And um, I heard he's kind of a wild man. Yeah, he he's he little he's a little kooky. Yeah, for sure. he came in and um, uh, yeah, basically a ton of the people came in, but we never uh, we never got Aaron Paul. Yeah, I uh, I and then uh, I have a good friends that own the Box Theater. Yeah, and they do a show there called The Show. Uh huh. And it's an improv show that was created by the guy who created Second City. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that exists here. So good, big shout out to them. But one of the things when they're when they're filming Saul, Better Call Saul here, Bob Odenkirk is a big, big, big improv guy. Yeah. And he randomly will, will pop. show up down yeah. there and do it. And they kind of know the week before. And my friend will be like, yeah, we're... Uh, Selling tickets to the show this Friday. You should buy a couple. You should buy some, and the, and like the the word will get out, and they'll sell out quick. And 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 it's a tiny little theater, yeah. And it maybe holds, you know, thirty forty people maybe. And the last time I was there, he pops in and he does improv with them, and then Rhea Seahorn or was it Ray Seahorn? Ray, Ray, Ray Seahorn. Yeah. And then the guy, I can't think of his name, that that played like the other lawyer the of the big... Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the, uh, uh, what's his name? His, Patrick it, Fabian. Yeah. They were there, and they were <clears throat> super cool, man. Yeah. They were like, afterwards, everybody just kind of hung out and talked, yeah. and they were really nice. Yeah. But it was really funny, because like, I guess Sony had bought like all these seats, like half of the seats, and like just gave them to the cast of the show to go see him do improv. Oh, that's improv. cool. Yeah. And so I've seen him, I've seen him do it twice yeah. just in this tiny, like, that's the crazy thing about Albuquerque. It's a tiny little theater that half of this population of the city doesn't even know exists. And yeah. then Bob Odenkirk's popping in and doing yeah. improv. Well, what was the, what was the show that he did? Uh, the Canadian show that he did? Was it Mr. Show? Uh, Mr. Show with Bob and Dave. Bob and Dave. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he did that. And I oh. mean, all that's like this. Um, that's, that's like, you can go back to that moment in uh, history and look at the comedy that spawned from that. And yeah. The people who came out of that. Absolutely. It's it's one of those, like, I've listened to a lot of comedy podcasts, and they talk about that show all the yeah. time as, like, the backbone of, like, modern comedy. Yeah. I always love that, the the, the family-owned porn store. Yeah. And the, you know, the... Um, the shit that they created yeah. was fucking nuts. I remember oh. there was one episode where uh, it wasn't Odenkirk, it was the other guy, yeah. and he was laying in, like, this hospital bed, and he was, like, he was in a fire or something, and he had, like... His arms look like sausage links, you know, yeah. like burnt sausage links, and they're like flop. It was the funniest fucking thing ever. Yeah, and then so they, funny. As the first time I ever saw Jack Black, yeah, they did like a Jesus Christ superstar, like make they kind of did a you know uh, play on that, um, and uh, so he's in it and he's like singing, and I was like, who is this guy? And I just yeah. remember that, and I was like, whoa. And the guy who was SpongeBob SquarePants, yeah. was on there, and yeah. Just crazy amounts, you know. It's 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 interesting too because they came out with that uh, show on Netflix, um, kind of like it, but it just wasn't. It just didn't yeah. seem to have the same no same magic, you know. It. No, it didn't. You know, it kind of sucked. But uh, Mr. Show with Bob and Dave when I was growing up was fantastic. That's fucking staple, man. Oh yeah, I loved it. It was it was just spectacular. There was uh, a <laughs> some uh, skit that they did, and it was like all throughout the episode where they would come back to it, you know. Yeah. And it was all about these like white rappers 
and how they were just like super boring and, uh, and like stealing the, the culture the black culture. And the, the one guy's like, he's like, yeah, man, he once got a ticket for jaywalking. And he's like, how's he supposed to be from the streets when he can't cross the street? <laughs> and then, and then David Cross goes, I ain't got no flying shoes. <laughs> and I just fucking lost it. I was like, that is fantastic. You know, that's funny. <laughs> Oh, yeah. dude, there was um, uh, there was this uh, like a docu series that just aired on Showtime, uh-huh. um, and I'm like, I, I've been meaning to call Holly. I'm sure Holly's already seen okay. it, but but it's called the Comedy Store. Is, it, is it, it called the Comedy Store? It's oh. the history of the Comedy Store. Oh, okay, because <clears throat> there was a show on there. I don't know if you heard about this called uh, I'm Dying Up Here. I'm Dying Up Here, and it's based completely on that. Yeah, dude, just like the history of the Comedy Store wow. is. This documentary was fuck, man. It's like mm-hmm. I so want to like I I have so much respect and admiration for like the people that can get up and do that. Oh, I mean, yeah. obviously, it's like you know we put together the comedy night at Founders just right. because it's like I believe in comedy so much and I appreciate the skill and the talent that it takes to be able to get get up get up and do that. And uh, you have to watch this documentary. Well, I'll, it's I'll, so fucking good. I'll check it out because I'm into that kind of stuff. I love to listen. And, and you know what's interesting? I didn't mean to interrupt no, go ahead. you. No, no. You know what's interesting about it too is like some of the people that I had no idea were started as comedians, mm-hmm. like Letterman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. David Letterman started at the comedy store. And um, um, uh, Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton started as yeah. a comedian. I had no idea. Oh yeah. You know, I had no idea, but then you see like you, because it's like, I watched this and it's like, okay, you know, I want to see Rogan's segment. I want to see, uh, you know, Burr's segment. Um, you know, I, I want to see what kind of shit they have from NC or whatever it is. And, and, but then you really realize like how that came to be and all of the people that were involved, I mean, it's like, it's a who's who. It's yeah. like, it's Robin Williams, it's Sam Kinison, it's fucking Richard Mark, Pryor. Mark Marin. Mark Marin, you know. I yeah. mean, it's like, it's, it was, if you're a fan of comedy and, and you like documentaries, I mean, this is like, it's, it's a must see because it's so good. Yeah. Mark Marin was a door guy. Yeah. He started out as, he started <laughs> yeah. out as a door guy. Uh, so I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts for that reason. I like, I like the etymology of things. And, um, so I would listen to a lot of shows and they would talk about, you know, Mark, especially Mark Marin, like they talk about Mitzi Shore on there a lot. Yeah. And, and then you watch that show, uh, um, uh, I'm dying up here and it's completely fictionally based on the comedy, you know, the comedy store and Mitzi Shore and how yeah. kind of ruthless she was a little bit, you know, and how you, you know, back in those days, you know, Carson was the, was the goal. Yeah. That was the and, gold standard. And it's interesting to me cause I was talking to somebody about this that's younger. And I was like, when I was a kid, the 1980s were like the the golden era of stand stand up comedy, yeah. and of course people can say yay or nay, but like that was when there was like comedy everywhere. Like you had HBO had the specials, comedy specials. Yeah, um, MTV had mm-hmm. comedy at night. Uh, yep. VH1 had it. Like there was the um, oh, what was that guy's name? You, it was be on like regular television late at night. Um, Byron Allen. Yeah, you had that, and I mean comedy. Byron was, Allen was on. Uh, yeah. He was in this special a lot as well. Oh, I bet. And then, <clears throat> and then you would have these like 
Showtime or whatever would have like the the young comedians show mm-hmm. and they would have all these young comedians and then you know those people would go on to be just you know Ellen DeGeneres uh, you know Judy Tenuta Emo Dude, Phillips Rosie O'Donnell yeah I mean, you know and and uh, Rodney Dangerfield had a show and I was just telling him I was like yeah man it was just all over the place and it was just the the you know then you had the Tonight Show you had Letterman and. You know, the Tonight Show was where you wanted to be, and then then when Letterman came out, that's when the comedians all wanted to be on Letterman because it was yeah. like the hipper, younger yeah. show. Um, so I've been going down this rabbit hole recently on YouTube, as one does, and I've been doing watching a lot of Norm Macdonald. Yeah, and he's for, fucking funny. He's ridiculous. And so one of the greatest clips, and I, I implore everyone to go watch this on YouTube, is Norm Macdonald was the final final stand up on David Letterman. Was he really? And it is fantastic. Yes. Huh. And I didn't he, know that. In his final joke, he tells a David Letterman stand up joke. Because when he was a kid, David Letterman came to his town and did stand up and he saw him. And that's why he wanted to be a stand up. No comedian. shit. So he had this joke that Letterman told. And I mean, it, it you know, it kind of aged, you know, it's a little aged, but it's still like when Norm tells it, you're just like, oh my God. You know, he's that like Norm McDonald to me is like the most amazing comedian because he can like string along this joke that yeah that like you you're like this is terrible he's bombing and then he hits the punchline and it's just like it's brilliant you amazing. realize how fucking yeah. brilliant it is yeah you see that you know that's <laughs> that's one of the things that i admire about comedians so much yeah. is um is the way that they can take you on this journey and it it always it can come back full circle it's yeah. like uh it's like the Chappelle stand-up show that he did when he was talking about, um, it wasn't, it was like, I don't know how many think, uh, specials have come out on Netflix. It was like two or three ago. Yeah. And uh, he talked about, he comes out, he's like, I'm so fucking good at this. You know, he's like, I write punchlines and I stick them in a fishbowl. When I think of a punchline, I write it down and I've got this fishbowl and I stick it in the fishbowl. And when I decide I want to write, I'll come out, I'll stick my hand in the fishbowl and I'll grab something and I'll pull out the punchline. And, you know, I pulled out this one punchline I kicked her in the pussy and I kicked her right in the pussy. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> and watching this, this special and the way he comes back to it at the very end of the fucking show. And he's like, and I kicked her right in the pussy. And I was like, <laughs> he is a fucking genius. He really is. Oh. He really, I mean, I've got so much respect for, for people who've mastered that craft. Absolutely. Have you seen the one where he uh, talks about the heroin addicted white people? No. Oh, you got to see that one. Okay. It's, it's so good. <laughs> Cause it's like, I just it, finished, I just rewatched the wire. So it'll yeah. be fresh. So it'll be, cause it, it's, uh, it's basically like him turning around, like, you know, in the eighties, black people are addicted to crack. Yeah. And now, and, and now, you know, the, the black people are afraid of the white, the heroin addicted white people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's all, I have a, you know, it's, it's so, it's so fantastic. Like just how he's like, he's like, I'll tell you guys what you told us Just say no. <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes off on this whole thing. And, uh, and he talks about owning a gun. Yeah. And it's fantastic. It's just one of the, it's, I, I laughed. I've watched it like several times, but yeah, the, the crazy thing is, is like, I'm going back to the Norm McDonald stuff. I didn't realize he, like, I, you know, he got fired off SNL and I thought Lauren Michaels fired him off SNL. That is not what happened. What happened? He was fired. So he, he <laughs> so he, he wouldn't stop saying, talking, telling jokes about OG Simpson. Uh huh. And, um, like he even went on the, uh, <laughs> the espies and he did this joke and i'm going to paraphrase it but he was like oh blah 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 from clemson he's like you won uh the heisman trophy and he's all he's all uh 
They can never take it away from you. I mean, unless you murder your wife and ride off in a, you know, Ford Bronco. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ford Bronco. And everybody's like, Oh, (laughs) and so, uh, I guess one of the executives for, uh, NBC was like, okay, enough of the OJ Simpson jokes. He's my friend. Stop doing them. Yeah. And so then of course, Norm Macdonald did them twice. He does does me more. So then they fired that guy fired him off of, uh, Saturday Night Live. And I was like, wow, I didn't know. I had no idea. And, uh, it, there's there's quite a history of it like you can go on youtube and watch it all and it's quite interesting because like you know in the long run and then and then there's like a whole thing like david spade has a he had a tv show like this up until this year covid kind of killed it but he had all of the uh he did a, an episode of a show and he had uh dennis miller kevin nealon and norm mcdonald on it you know they were all weekend update you know yeah hosts and Dennis Miller was trying to to get uh, Norm Macdonald to do an OJ joke, and then he wouldn't do it. And he's like, he's like, when you want him to do an OJ joke, he won't do it. <laughs> That's funny. And it just it, it's fantastic. <laughs> I watch so much of that stuff. I uh, I like Kevin Nealon too. I think he's a very very underrated great, comic. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah, he's really funny. He he's an interesting guy too. Like I've heard interviews with him, and he interviews really weirdly. Yeah, yeah. Like he just, uh, you know, I don't know if he's like freaks out with about it or what. Yeah, we interviewed him once, and it was, uh, it was a little odd. Yeah, you know, having him on, and you know who else was a weird interview, comedian wise, was um, uh, Louis C.K. Oh wow, yeah, we interviewed Louis C.K. Could have been masturbating while you were interviewing him. I know know, he probably was. No, he was actually talking with his his kids. Kept like running in the room. You know, it was, uh, but he was, he was an interesting one to interview that was a, too. Yeah. That was a set, you know, quite the fall from grace, you know, like, cause that, like he was really he was on top of the world, he was on top of the world. And like that show that he had, I thought it was amazing. Like it was so meta. Oh, like, Lucky Louie? Or just Louie. No, 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 no. Louis. Or not Lucky Louie, Louie. Yeah. yeah. Lucky uh, Louie was the HBO one. Right. With, uh, what's her name? Uh, right. And then like the acting was really bad, but I liked it. I enjoyed the show. There, there was that one I remember seeing. So Louis C.K.'s had two shows. Yeah. Um, he's probably had more than two, but yeah. uh, he had an HBO series called Lucky Louie. Right. And then he had Louie that was on FX. Mm-hmm. And that one ended up going to the wayside because he was like jerking off in front of women right. or something like that. Yeah. But the, the crazy part of that one was that FX one, the Louie, he had complete and utter control over. He, he had final say, final yeah. everything. And it was really an odd show, but it was an amazing show. Like there was times where you never laughed, but you're like, by the end of the episode, you were kind of like, wow, that was pretty impactful, you know? Yeah. But you know, it, it's, it's crazy to me, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it was a terrible thing, you know, he was doing, but I was just kind of like, ah, yeah. I, you know, and you just wonder like, you know, if people that have a mind like that, do they just, you know? Yeah. They, I'm you trying know. to think of the girl's name that was in uh lucky Louie with um the wife. Yeah. And she's in Louie as well. She's in Louie. Yeah. She was in Lucky Louie. Yeah. She's actually the voice of um, uh, Bobby from uh, King of the Hill. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's the voice of Bobby from King of the Hill. But I remember there was this one episode of, um, of Lucky Louie on HBO where they have a daughter. She's probably about four or five years old. Pamela Aldon? Aldon. Aldon. Aldon, okay. yeah. Yeah. And... Um, <clears throat> their their daughter they're both in bed you know and the daughter comes in she's got like her little portable radio oh yeah and she comes in and they're they're, she's like mommy daddy i got a new dance i want to show you the cat song (laughs) yeah Yeah. and it's like pop that pussy pop pop that pussy yes they're like what the fuck (laughs) yeah 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 because she says it's like the cat song the cat song yeah (laughs) Yeah. oh shit i remember that i lost my shit on that so fucking funny oh my god 
And he like wrote uh, that Pootie Tang movie. He wrote Pootie Tang? Yeah. Did he really? Yeah. Which is an odd thing. He like, like I'd never seen that movie. And then my friend was like, yeah, watch it. And it's, it's an interesting film. It's one of those. You know, it's, uh, it's up there with, uh, I came home the other day and um, my wife only works like three days a week at the OR, <clears throat> but I came home and I walked into the bedroom and she had the Warriors on. Oh, And I was yeah. like, are, are you watching the Warriors right now? She's like, yeah. Can you and I was like, it? I was like, fucking love you so much right now oh, man. i'm so glad i married you oh i love you so much and then i thought about pootie tang just oh. for some reason i don't know why i like connect the warriors and pootie tang but i do there's like oh. this maybe it's kind of similar time frame i don't know but uh yeah she was watching uh she was watching the warriors that's one of those movies that like even to this like even when it came out i was just like there's really gangs like that that dress like a baseball player <laughs> 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 but then it makes you just like oh well I'll yeah. just let that leave my brain, you know? Yeah. And then there's like a gang that just roller skates around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then you had the orphans, you know? The, oh, yeah. The street yeah, yeah. kids. Oh, such a great film. The guy, and I can't ever think of his name, and uh, uh, my lady friend and I watched The Crow the other day, and he's one of the villains in that, but he was the guy at the end that was like, Warriors, come, come out and play. And he was in another movie. Tapping the little bottles together yeah. on their fingers. And he was in another movie when I was a kid called Dreamscape with Dennis Quaid. Oh, dude, Dreamscape. Yeah. yeah I remember and he, that. And he was the bad guy that would turn into the- The cobra? Yes, yeah. the, the lizard man. Or yeah, whatever, whatever yeah. it was. He was the villain in that. Like he's just had like three roles that I know of. Dreamscape. But like but like they've been three roles in my life that I was just like, oh wow. impacted yeah. by by them. Because I remember when I was a kid that I used to have nightmares of that like lizard man. Yeah. You know, that was a you know, it's probably not bad now, but like you know, if you ever seen the movie Dreamscape, it was and then um who was the president in that movie? It was like Eddie Arnold or Eddie Eddie Albert or something. Yeah. And the whole premise was is uh they were like psychics and they could go into people's dreams and yeah. then like, uh, you know, uh, change people's dreams. And and then the one bad guy would kill people in their dreams. Yeah. You know? And so they were going to, the president was having bad dreams about nuclear war. And uh, so they were going to go in and fix his dreams, but the bad guy was going to go in and kill the president Yeah. so that the vice president or somebody could take over some weird yeah. plot, you know, some bad eighties terrible plot some awesome 80s plot you right mean? right there you go there you go war games and dreamscape I, and I, the Goonies. so i have a question talking about great movies from the 80s yeah that they're going to remake okay actually they're not going to remake they're going to make like a movie in the same timeline are you about to talk about ghostbusters no 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 okay. no no that one's an interesting too but uh um big trouble in little china you know classic amazing are you, they talking about rebooting it uh, with the rock what? Yeah. Oh. They're not going to reboot it. They're going to make a movie adjacent to it. Yeah, I don't know about yeah. that. I'm same. I'm like, man, that's one of those movies. If they were going to make a sequel or something, they should have made it like right away. But yeah, now it's just such a amazing movie. Yeah. That has had, and people are like, well, you know, I was talking to somebody about this and they're like, what's so amazing about it? I was like, well, it's so amazing that they took characters from it and put it in like video games. Yeah. And, yeah. There are some things you just shouldn't mess with. No. Like uh <laughs> your face whenever I said that, you just looked at me like, Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, this is how I learned my lesson with that because uh-huh. my probably my favorite movie of all time is uh is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that was just, you know, as a kid, it's like I love that movie and you know, mm-hmm. I'll I'll probably watch it once a year and and uh when I heard they were remaking it with um with Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. I was like, 
he's a good actor. He's a great actor. Oh yeah. You know? And, uh, what's his face? Tim Burton was the director. I was like, can't go wrong. I, it should, it should be amazing. You know? And then the movie came out. I'm like, this is fucking dog shit. It's terrible. It's awful. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen. And, yeah. I felt like such an old man because it's like, why are you messing with that greatness? How dare you? Gene Wilder is a national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a weird rabbit hole thing that I found out that I never knew in my entire life, and this probably will interest you. What's that? So, uh, in the when I was a kid, I remember going to the movie theater. I mean, I was probably like four years old, but I saw Blazing Saddles. In the theater. Did you really? With my parents. And I loved it. I was like, I was the, I would go home and I was the Gene Wilder character. I was, you know, you know, guns blazing. So that movie, they didn't know it was going to be a hit and they were kind of afraid of it. But then whoever, somebody signed in the contract that um, if they were going to do a sequel to it, they had to do it with that movie company. Right. Uh And so um, Mel Brooks put in there that the only way they could do a sequel was if they somehow kept the license going of the show, like some, you know, you know how something like that. So they made the movie and it was a hit and then he didn't want to do a sequel. And so they were like, well, we don't want you to like, you know, the time to lapse and you wait for the time to lapse and then you make a sequel with another movie company. Yeah. So they made a blazing saddles TV show. Did they really? With Louis Gossett Jr. as the main character. And not only did they make it, they made four seasons of it. Really? Yes. I had no idea. Because they had to keep making episodes. They never made it to air. There's never been an episode on television. So there's four seasons of a Blazing Saddles television show so that they could keep the license going just so they could make a sequel to the movie if he if Mel Brooks wrote one and decided to do it. I wonder if we could um if there's any way to like watch those or I, there's a like if you go on YouTube there's a uh like you know kind of a there's some channel where they talk about like long lost TV or whatever and yeah. they have clips and stuff of it. I don't know how they got it. Wow. So like I was just, you know, I was down some rabbit hole cuz I watch like a a lot of YouTube where they go back and uh talk about terrible like sci-fi movies from the 80s that yeah. like as a kid i thought were the greatest thing on the planet and yeah in, in reality were just terrible yeah and like all of a sudden that one day that popped up and i was like what and then it was like lewis gossett jr and i was like lewis gossett jr was in it <laughs> so he spent four years of his life making a television program that never got on he got paid yeah totally. got paid to do that that's just, crazy just an odd factoid like you know yeah that if we didn't have the internet no one would probably ever know i like mel brooks i was oh, always yeah. uh i was hopeful that he was gonna do uh history of the world part two. Oh yeah because you know they had like the preview where it was like disney on ice and it was like a coffin just spinning around <laughs> on ice and yeah. you know oh man i forgot about that yeah the shit that he mel oh, brooks yeah. is Fucking genius. Was that the one where he's like, these 15 commandments? And then he drops one and it's yeah, These 10 commandments. These 10 commandments. Yeah. 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 I love he's, that. He's funny, man. Oh, totally. And I thought you were going to say the Spaceballs part two, which oh, Spaceballs. They, they keep talking about. And I'm like, you can't, again, no. you know, you should have done it back then. You yeah. can't do it now. It's too yeah. late. It's too late. You know, Magic's like, gone. Did you see the uh, third Bill and Ted movie? Yes. What'd you think? Um, the timing of it, I thought, was amazing. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, it hit when we were like, uh, I think when everybody was probably the most bummed out about this whole pandemic right. and right. everything that was happening in the world. 
Um, I have a bad feeling that they're going to take those, their daughters yeah, and try to build another franchise off of that with the daughters. Uh, hopefully not. Um, it, for me, I mean, obviously it wasn't a great movie, no. you know, I mean, it scratched an itch for yeah 90 minutes for me, sure. you know, and I was like, this is cool. Right. You know, that we get to watch this. We get to see a new Bill and Ted movie that came out. I was really surprised that they they dug into the well of the second movie. Yeah. It's like the second movie was a pretty big bomb. Yeah. When it came out. And so, but I was I was glad that they did. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I, I don't like whenever they go, oh, that didn't exist. Yeah. So, yeah, it did. Keanu Reeves looked old in that movie. He did. Like extra old. Yeah. Like you're like, man, John Wick got old. Yeah. Because <laughs> now he's John Wick to me. You know, he's yeah. Like, well, you know, they're making a new John Wick movie. Oh, yeah. Four. Yeah. Yeah. And totally. you saw that they're going to start releasing them uh-huh. on HBO Max. Yes. I, yeah. I was about to ask you about that. Yeah. They're going to start. Re- so Wonder Woman comes out in like uh-huh. a week. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty pissed about the HBO Max thing because I pay for it, but I have a Roku smart television uh-huh. and Roku doesn't have an HBO Max app. So you only get the HBO part of it. You don't get all the extra like TV shows and whatnot. Just get a fire stick. I know. I, I'm like uh, thinking about it, but then, then I saw the news that they're about to come out with an app and I'm like, how's this not a thing here? You know? Yeah. It's like the big, you know, cause they're about <clears throat> to release all and like, did you see like all the controversy behind that? Like Nolan is pissed and all these directors. Oh, I'm sure. Like I bet Nolan's going to leave Warner brothers now cause of this. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, cause you know, you, you make these movies for the big screen and then they're like, ah, they're going to come out on the big screen and an HBO max at the same time. Yeah. How can that not affect the movie theaters? I'm surprised they're not getting sued by the movie theaters, but well, I'm sure HBO yeah. probably has some like massive deal yeah. that they're paying, you know, in order to make this happen. It's gotta be. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy stuff. Yeah. Well, and then did you see the announcement by Disney on all the new stuff coming out? Oh, there was the- 52 different projects. Wow. Between Marvel and Star Wars. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was like, oh my God. That's too much. I'm, I'm, I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll watch, don't get me wrong. I'll yeah. probably watch a majority of it. Because, you know, but... like there's a Boba Fett show. Is it really? Yep. Oh. And then. Uh, I was so happy when Boba Fett showed up in The Mandalorian what was the other the, night. Yeah. What's the other one? I was really, uh, well, not to spoil anything, but you, you finally get to see Boba Fett kick ass that they always say he, you know, did. He's a bad motherfucker. He's a bad motherfucker. Um, but uh, there's some really crazy cool stuff coming out. And uh, and there's a whole like YouTube video from Kevin Feig where he just like does all of the MCU stuff. Yeah. And it is a insane amount of stuff. Just the TV shows alone that they're doing. You know, the WandaVision's coming out, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. And they have amazing. the new uh, Black Widows coming out too. In the theater. And I guess it's going to cross over with one of the shows. Yeah. Yeah. Just crazy amounts. Oh shit! Just go back to messages. Sorry, what I do? There was um. It says photo. It says photo. Here, open that and see if you can see the picture. Oh, that is awesome, man! Isn't that cool? The Iron Mendo. It's just like the Trooper. Yes, that's so dope. I'm so I'm so excited about. Damn it! I'm gonna steal that. I'm gonna have one too. I'll tell you where to get it. Just I'm not gonna say it here because I don't want everybody walking around in our Iron Mando shirts. That's so cool, man. Dude, what are you uh What are you most looking forward to? Mm-hmm. As far as like, when do you think shit's going to kind of get back? When are we going to have some semblance of nor- nor- normality again? Because I... after reading like the whole red, yellow, green thing, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit, I'm not a little bit, I'm, I'm fucking sick of the governor because mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like there's no transparency and there's no clear plan for a lot of things. Yeah. <clears throat> like even in the green, 
there's no clear plan for concerts to happen again. No. In New Mexico. No. And there's no clear path for bars to reopen. I feel like that's going to be the last thing, sadly. Probably. Yeah, I can't I can't imagine not. But like I feel like Is there like, a difference between a distillery and a bar? What's the difference between a distillery I, and a bar because I said the same thing. As far as I know, yeah. like I'll go down to Broken Tail mm-hmm. right down mm-hmm. here. They serve liquor, beer and wine. Yeah, you won't anymore. They close. <laughs> huh? They close down. Okay, so they close down. Yeah. But distillery Hol- Hollow Spirits or yeah. Hollow Yeah, they they serve liquor, beer and wine. Now granted they're all New Mexico spirits. Right. What's the difference between that and the bar? None. And uh, uh, I'm not going to say which one, but I talked to one of the owners of one of them. And they're like, yeah, man, this has been uh, a blessing for us because the bars are closed. So people come here and it is like slingshotted their business. Yeah. They're like killing it. Yeah. And uh, no, I said the same thing to myself. I was like, you know, into a couple of people. I was like, like, well, bars can't be open. I'm like, but they are. That's a bar. What's the difference? Yeah. And they're like, well, they serve food. I'm like, okay, so if a bar starts serving food, what then? But then you have to have half of your yeah. revenue has to come from food. But there are bars that do serve food. It's like I know. Billy's like Long Billy's. Bar. Yeah. Dude, but I drove by Billy's one Friday night uh-huh. and it was fucking operating just like a bar. Okay. Nobody was wearing masks. The yeah. patio was open. Yeah. They were all in the patio and everybody was just hanging out drinking. Yeah. And it looked just like a bar to me. It yeah. looked like a typical Friday night at Billy's. So in answer to your question, I like think- 50 people standing in line to get in. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the weird part of that is that you just gave me chills thinking about standing in line to do that. <laughs> it's like, you know, like- there's certain things like I watch movies now and there's like a crowded bar and I'm just like, Oh my God. <laughs> you know, like I, I just like, ah, yeah. Then, you know, the, I get all neurotic. But, um, in answer to your question, I think late summer, maybe early fall. Yeah. I'm hoping that's the optimistic. Cause the problem is, is like, you know, a, we don't have enough vaccine. Right. B half the people don't want to take it. Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, there's gotta be something to that though. I mean, like for me, for instance, mm-hmm. I bought the new Xbox. Yeah. And then when it came in, I was like, I really don't need this. Yeah. You know? And I knew my brother-in-law wanted one. So I called him and I was like, hey, I was like, I got this in the mail. Do you want to buy it from me? Yeah. And so he ended up buying it. And um, I typically wait for things. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, I want to buy a Tesla. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I've been shopping for, I've been looking at Teslas, but they came out in 2012. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm not looking at anything in the first three years. Right. So I'm looking at 2015. You want all the glitches out of it. I want all the glitches out. I want to make sure everything's okay because I bought a day one Xbox One when they first came out, you know, 12 years ago or 13 years ago, whatever it was. And it worked okay. It was a little glitchy at first, Mm -hmm. but it worked okay. And you have to wonder, is there, does that apply to medicine as well? Right. Like, I mean- Fuck, for all we know, people could start getting this vaccine and start eating flesh or something, you know? I mean, it could be- We could only dream. (laughs) The beginning of the zombie apocalypse. I mean, fucking who knows, you know? But I mean, is is that some- Do you think that's wise? I mean- Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting thing because, you know, you have uh, three companies that are, you know, coming out with a vaccine and then they they go, oh, they're they're 94.5% effective and they're 95%. And then you look at the flu vaccine and you're like, well, this year the flu vaccine was like 48% effective. Yeah. And it's like, you know, how, okay. So how come, you you know, that one, you can't get it up to at least 70. Yeah. And then these others are like in the nineties. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know, 
And the question is, will I take the vaccine when it's offered to me? Absolutely. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it, but, uh, um, you know, have you seen that thing on the New York times where you can find your place in the yeah, list? Yeah. Where are you? Oh, way down. I'm at the very back of yeah. the line. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think there's like five people behind me. I'm yeah. <clears throat> I'm, I'm like three quarters of the way down the line. I have my phone out and I'm loudly talking into it, annoying everybody. Yeah. Mine says, uh, mine says in the United States, there are 315 million people in front of you. Oh, wow. In your state, there are 1.9 something million people in front of you. And, and it's, it's like, not, I'm basically at the fucking back of the you're, line. You're last. Yeah. yeah I'm last. Uh, speaking back on the Tesla thing, it's funny that you bring that up because uh, I'm not buying a Tesla, but like I've kind of gone uh, over, over this COVID break. You know, I don't go out as much, so I have a lot of uh, this, you know, disposable income now. Yeah. So one thing I did is I went and bought an electric uh, skateboard. Oh, cool! And then recently, I uh, uh, I purchased an electric bike. I have a Super Seventy Three. Uh huh. And it looks like a cafe racer and goes like thirty miles an hour. Didn't that kind of defeat the purpose of buying a bicycle, though? Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I don't give a shit. You can pedal it. it, it when you pedal, it has pedal assist. Yeah. Or you can just pedal it normally if you want. Yeah. So you can do any of those. But okay. uh, it'll go It'll go 30 miles an hour. It'll go 40 plus miles on a charge. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you know, it's got suspension on the front. And, yeah. uh, and you know, so to me, it's just like I'm, I'm all excited. And like, you know, someday I'll grow up and I'll get a Tesla. But uh, just so you know, yeah. you can buy like a 2015 Tesla right now. Yeah. I think you can get them for right around 30 grand. Okay. You know, yeah. it's totally reasonable. Yeah. Like I'll never buy a new car ever. Right. You know, but those things came out new. They were like 80, well, 90,000 bucks. I watch people on YouTube. I'm a big YouTube fan, as you can tell by this podcast, but there's a couple of people that own them and they'll, you know, they do a lot of like filming in them. Mm-hmm. And I say that cause like, I guess, you know, cause you can drive without, you know, the car will drive for you. Yeah. And the guy will be like, look, I don't even have my hands on it. Yeah. And the thing that blew my mind was, is they walked outside of a, uh, a hotel and they called the car. And the car came, drove up, and pulled. Up I to fucking want that so bad. And that's like, oh my god! And I'm like, I want that so bad. And I'm like, that's I will f- park at the back. I'll fucking have it drop me off the front of the store yeah. and go find a parking spot. Yes, that's amazing. And, and, that, and I'm like, that's the future right now. You know, I think, uh, I think part of I heard a guy talking about this once. I think it was at a church once, and he was like preaching on something, and he was talking about like control or like lack of control, and. Um, he was talking about why he thought people would never have fully automated cars because there's that whole control factor. Like you want to be in control, but I could also see like if I had to commute every day to like Los Alamos, like people here do or Santa Fe, you know, it's like sleep. (laughs) You can sit back, you can get an extra 45 minutes hour in the Mm -hmm. car. Yeah. Read a book, read a book, watch something. Yeah, totally. That's, ah, yeah. I'm all for like, um, we were driving yesterday and we saw the billboard end DWI. And I'm like, well, that's kind of a lofty goal. And, and my lady friend's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I mean, the, the, if you want to end it completely, I mean, you're, you're not going to be able to do it till we have automated cars. Yeah. I was like, cause people aren't going to, you know, people are just stubborn yeah. and ignorant and they'll just do whatever they want. Yeah. And I mean, that'll be the day that, you know, when all, all, everything is fully automated. Then yeah. You, yeah. But then, but then you lose that factor of like the people who, you know, who like, you know, there's definitely people you work with that they're car people yeah. and you know, they, they own a manual transmission. They, mm-hmm. they race, they, yeah. you know, uh, work on their car and soup up their car. So they're, those will be like the people who's, you know, um, they're going to be the holdouts holdouts. That's the yeah. word. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. 
Yeah, I get that though, man. I get that there's something fun about like, yeah, you know, driving and you know, yeah, going on a track or I whatever. Mean, drive there, there's there's not nine Fast and the Furious movies for nothing, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. What are you, uh, you got anything planned for Christmas? You going back to, uh, mom and dad's? Or yeah. What are you doing? So my parents, uh, I grew up in Clovis and my parents, uh, so, um, they moved to Cloudcroft, New Mexico and sold the house in Clovis, which I'm, you know. Oh, not- so now you go to Cloudcroft. Yeah. Nothing. That's nothing- much better than Clovis. Well, I was, I was, yeah. Trying not to say bad things. About no, it's Clovis, cool. I lived uh, there too. We both have. Yeah. 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 Gaddis and, junior high. Oh, yucca junior high. Yeah. Uh, yucky yucca is what they yeah. call this. But, um. Yeah, so my parents live in Cloudcroft, and uh, yeah, my dad's like, "When are you coming?" I was like, uh, "New Year's or Christmas Eve," and he's like, "Oh, then we can go shooting." I don't know, I don't know what when I was coming. He took you out shooting last time. You oh, went yeah. up there for like Thanksgiving. Or oh something, yeah, right? yeah, big time. Yeah, he's 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 a gun guy. Yeah, and uh, and I'm totally fine with that because like I can I can get my I can itch that you know scratch, um, or, or scratch that itch. Sorry, and uh, and then not have to come you know you know, have that all in my house. I have a couple of guns, but I don't have like, my dad has, you know, you know, uh, the government's come to get us amount of guns, you know? <laughs> and, uh, he recently got like, a um, so he had this lever action 30, 30. I don't know if you know what that means. Like for the dude, I, I had yeah. one of those. Uh, okay. I got one for my birthday when I was a kid. Okay. So then, uh, uh, recently he has that and, and I really like shooting it. So then the, so for Thanksgiving, I was coming up there and he goes, yeah, I got a, I got a Henry rifle. Which is kind of like the thirty thirty lever action, but it shoots like thirty eights and three fifty seven magnum bullets, you know. Wow! And uh, and man, like we go out to shoot it, and I was really like, you know, because a three fifty seven magnum or a thirty eight pistol when you shoot them, you know, really packs a punch. Yeah. And but when it's in rifle form, man, it is nothing, and yeah. it is fun, man. It was a blast to shoot it. I have a I have a semi automatic shotgun. Oh my gravy! That's awesome. It's uh, it's uh. That that's home protection right there. <laughs> it looks like a AK forty seven. God dang! Oh, like, I know that's what you're that's about. the platform that it's on. Yeah. It's like an it's like a Kalashnikov pl- platform. I know what you're talking about. But yeah. uh, um, the first time I took that out and shot it, I was like, I was afraid of what it was oh, going to yeah. do. You know, and but it's got like some kind of spring in it. I don't know what it is, but it basically like helps the recoil. Mm-hmm. And it was just like yeah. nothing. Like a twenty-two. It was like shooting a twenty-two. Yeah. yeah. Well, it always, you know, I always tell people, I'm like, there's no better uh, home alarm noise than the of the of the yeah. shotgun when you cock it, you know. And uh, nothing stops someone in their tracks <laughs> when they hear that noise. Yeah. And uh, it's because people ask me, they're like, "What's the best gun for home home uh, protection?" And then twelve gauge shotgun. Twelve gauge shotgun. Yeah. Pump twelve gauge. Shorter the barrel, you can you know legally you can have the better. Yep. Get the spray. <laughs> yeah. Get the spray. So what are you going to do? What's the first thing you're going to do when all this bullshit ends? Like my wife and I were, um, I finally fucking convinced her. I it really didn't even convince her. I'd been like planting seeds. Yeah. Like the biggest trip we've ever taken together, we went to Paris. Okay. Right. First time I've ever been to Europe. And so we were talking, she's like, I'm going to go to an English speaking country next time. And I was like, okay, we'll just pick it and we'll go. And so in February, the beginning of February, she's like, can we go to Ireland? I was going to say Ireland, man. I was going to say, I hope she's like, Ireland. can we go to Ireland? And I was like, yeah, oh, let me, let me yeah. start checking it out and like lining it up. And mm. I could have gotten us both to Ireland, staying in Dublin for a week. Airfare hotel mm-hmm. was under $2,000. Wow. Yeah. And so 
we're starting to like plan this trip and then, you know, COVID hits. Uh, and so everything got shut down. Oh, this was before COVID. This was right before, this was this year. Now you could probably go for $200. Yeah, it's probably pretty cheap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. The first thing I'm, th- you know, I mean, I just want to go out and watch live music, man. I want to go to a yeah. concert. That's, that's the big one for me. Traveling, I mean, I've done a little, like, have you done any trips at all? Uh, I went to Alaska. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Remember I did that Alaska fishing trip? Yeah. It was a once in a lifetime deal. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it should have been a $10,000 trip. And I think I pulled everything off for about 1500 bucks. Did you ride a whale? I didn't ride a whale. I saw oh. some whales. Okay. saw some otters and, oh. um, but it was, it was, we went in July and, uh, in order to go to Alaska, you have to, so we had to get a COVID test. Uh-huh. Like we had, we had three, uh, two COVID tests. We had, one like five days prior to going, one two days prior to going, and then you know getting there, having to show the negative results, and um, you know I mean nobody in Alaska was like fucking wearing masks or anything oh, like yeah, that. Everybody I mean, was. Is Alaska? I haven't even seen you know because I only look at the United States map, the forty eight states. Is it is is Alaska struggling with it? Because I mean, uh, at the time they weren't. I it's think such I, a sparse population. I think at the time they had had like maybe twenty deaths let's see alaska covid um so alaska has a total of 43,000 cases and 176 deaths oh okay so it's very low it's yeah. it's really really super low well their their population is so well, i mean that could be a major part of the well, population well i mean their <laughs> i think their population don't is, they pay people to like live there yeah you get a you Stipend? get like oil money or something yeah yeah like yeah that. Let's see. Interesting. Yeah, I had a friend that like went to college in New Mexico and he'd have to go back for like a week. Yeah. To get his stipend and then come back. Yeah. Yeah. The population in Alaska as of twenty twenty is six hundred and eighty three thousand. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's small. It's less than New Mexico. Yeah. Very small. But it's a <coughs> huge state. Yeah. yeah, it's so spread out. No, I did that and uh that's really it. Yeah. That's the only thing that I've done was that. And I mean it was it was nice. It was a good getaway, you know. Yeah. I mean, just to be up there and yeah, even small trips. I've gone down to Tier C a couple times yeah. to go soak in the the hot springs down there. Yeah, because uh, it's kind of like a I don't know if I want to tell people it's kind of a good hidden getaway. Like they have motels down there where you have a hot spring tub in your room. I was gonna say I didn't even know that, but yeah. now I do. So and then uh, so then my my lady friend and I went down about three months ago, and we got a mot- one of the motels with the hot spring in our room, and it was pretty awesome. But then we were like at the brewery because they, you know, it was back when you could sit outside on the patio and this other couple was there and they're like, oh yeah, we, we got an Airbnb with a hot spring tub in the Airbnb. And I was like, we were like, what? That's even better. So we found it and uh, we, for my girlfriend's birthday, her birthday was December 3rd. We went down there and we got an that Airbnb and it was amazing, like this beautiful. And we never saw the person who owned it. They had a little keypad that you type in the, the thing to go in. It was super COVID friendly. Uh, the little casita that we stayed in was amazing. And then the, the tub was outside, but it had an enclosure built around it. Mm-hmm. Then they had a little hut in the yard with like uh, a lawn furniture. And then they had a gas uh, a fireplace. fireplace out there. Yeah. So then we also got, um, there's a place called Riverbend. Mm-hmm. And we got a day... Uh, we got an hourly pass for one of their tubs and it was about six blocks away. So we walked down there and you walked up and they had a camera 
in an intercom and you, you know, they said, you know, what's your reservation? And we said our name and they unlocked the door and we went in and went to our little tub and never saw a person. And so the tub that we had, um, you, you walked into it and it had walls and then you look down and there's your tub. And then on the other side of the tub, it's open and you just see the river. Oh, that's cool. And you're like sitting there on the edge of the river in a hot spring tub. Ducks are flying around. Uh, and that's uh, in TRC? Yeah. Nice. It's fantastic. It's a huh. great little like cheap weekend getaway. Um, they have some nice little restaurants and they all were doing pickup and we do that. We walked over to the brewery, got some beer. Yeah. Because it was, it was a couple blocks from the Airbnb. Yeah. Fantastic weekend. Yeah. Just fun. Yeah. I think we've done one. We did a little, uh, we did an Airbnb up in the Hamas. Oh, and nice. that's the only other thing we've done. Yeah. So. Yeah. I want to go. I've, I'm excited to. I I mean, selfishly, I want to go have a cocktail at Founders. Absolutely. I want to belly up to the bar. I, I go I go there and get my. I go to the liquor store and I get my beer there all the time. Yeah. And I always look at the 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 the, the door the entrance and I'm like, ah, dang it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do that. I want to see a concert. Yeah. Me too. You know, I had so many tickets, man. This was going to be the greatest year of concerts. I know, dude. I was all, I had y'all set up for drive-by mm-hmm. truckers. Drive-by and- truckers, Rage Against the Machine. Yep. Uh, I had Weezer tickets. Yep, me too. Uh, I had Go-Go Bordello tickets. Where were they playing? Uh, uh, Meow Wolf. Were they really? Yep. Gogo was playing at Meow Wolf? Yep. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not, man. That was, that's crazy, right? Dude, that's like a, that's uh, a stadium show. Yes. Well, see, that's, that's what I tell people about Meow Wolf. Meow Wolf is just such a weird cool venue yeah that they can pull some of these bands that should be playing yeah. a lot much larger locations. i interviewed him once eugene oh i bet I when bet they played cool. with system of a down yeah yeah i saw that show that show Fucking was fantastic love, i dude i love me some gold bordello um, what other tickets did i have i had more than that. i had foo fighters tickets i had foo fighters tickets yep had yeah. tickets to that i had that yeah had Weezer tickets too. Uh, soccer, Never seen Weezer. Soccer Mommy at Meow Wolf had tickets for that. Yeah. That got canceled. Oh, you have uh, season tickets too to uh, United. I had season tickets to United. Yeah. Um, um, for uh, the Brawls Podcasters Guild, uh, United just signed up as members to do their uh, radio shows on our network. Really? Yep. Interesting. So I yeah, forgot to announce that. But yeah. Huh. They're going to do the Spanish speaking podcast to start. Yeah. Then uh, the. Uh, um, Oh, what is the name of their uh, their uh, fan fan group? Um, the Curse. The Curse cast yeah. is going to be on our network, <clears throat> and uh, they're going to create a third show that is uh, United. It's gonna it's gonna be about the United culture outside of soccer. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of exciting. So we had Lucas and them come by and yeah, check out our facilities. I, I wonder if I could. Uh... I've got I've got some other stuff cooking. I'll talk yeah. to you about it off the okay. not on the podcast, but, but I've got yeah. some other stuff cooking that could probably do some uh, podcast guild stuff with. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but but yeah, like we uh, we had United tickets season, and they asked us. It's funny because like uh, they sent out an email and they're like, uh, "How do you want to handle your tickets? Do you want to do you want a refund? Do you want us to move on to the next season, or you want to donate the money?" And I was like, "I want to move to next season." <laughs> Yeah, dude, my gym actually, so we joined a gym, I won't say what it is, but we joined a gym a couple of years ago. And um, the reason why we joined this particular gym was because they had tons of kids stuff. Okay. Like tons of kids stuff. I know which place it is, yeah. And they tried to, as we pay for the year, we just, we don't pay by the month, we pay it all in advance, pay for the year. And um, it was quite a bit of money, Yeah, you know, and uh, they sent out an email saying, you know, 
what did they say? I can't remember what they said in the email, but anyway, I called them uh-huh. and I was like, Hey, I never received my refund for the gym. And they're like, we sent out an email and you had to respond by a certain uh, time. And I was like, no, no, no. Well, I've been calling and nobody's called me back. And she's like, you realize, sir, it's been a really hard year for us. And we really, you know, we could use the revenue. And I'm oh. like, are you fucking kidding me? Whoa. Really? It's not a hard year for everybody. Yeah. We all could use <laughs> the know? revenue. Everybody needs the revenue at this yeah. point. You know, I understand what you're going through, but Ouch. I couldn't believe it. They're like, yeah. they basically were like, you just want to let us have it. Yeah. And it, and it sucked too, because the United had such a spectacular season this year. Oh yeah. Oh, big shout out to the announcers from San Antonio. You guys can go F yourselves. What'd they do? So we were playing San Antonio. So last year was our first year. Yeah. We made it to the first round of the playoffs and we got knocked out. So then we play San Antonio in the first round this year and the announcer's like, oh, the United finally getting to their second play- second round in the playoffs. And I was like, finally getting to the second round of the playoffs? It's not like we've been around for 20 years and have never gotten past the first round. This is our second year. Yeah. And we got to the second round. Not finally. I just feel like like when I watch those games, the announcers, like there's some sort of animosity. Everybody's towards. shitting on New Mexico, man. And, it, and it's like, I'm sorry that we have more fans in your stadium yeah. than you do. Yeah. Sorry about that. You know? Yeah. But they're all, and New Mexico finally getting to the second round of the playoffs. Like, oh yeah, finally. <laughs> knock, knock. Big there, shout out yourself. to you, sir. I was so mad whenever I was watching that game. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, what are the, oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. And it's so, it's so weird for us as New Mexicans to finally like have like a sports team. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we've had the Lobos, but like, you know, like a pro team that like when something happens, you get like pissed. You're like, what the, yeah. How dare you? <clears throat> Dude, I watched this uh, John Belushi documentary the other day. And- oh, is that out? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. It's called Belushi. Yeah. And uh, there's a picture of him wearing a, I think it's a Lobos football shirt. T-shirt huh. or jersey or something like that. What? Yeah. It's either New Mexico football or Lobos football. I can't remember what, but I was like, they showed a picture of him and he's wearing a, That's cool. a, a New Mexico football shirt. And I was like, fuck yeah, John Belushi. Yeah. Represent, son. That's cool. I mean, when we got that? I don't know. Yeah. Because he's yeah. from Chicago. I know. He's totally wearing a New Mexico shirt. Oh, well. That's huh? cool. Yeah. Maybe he's a Closet Lobos fan. Yeah, right. <laughs> closet Lobos A lot fan. of those. So. A lot of those. All right, man. Well, I'll let you uh, get on your way. Yeah, man. I'm going to start chopping this thing up and okay. post it for everybody. So cool, man. I everybody's it. been pissed. Anytime I post anything on Facebook, they're like, where's the podcast, dude? Oh. I'm like, man, I've been busy with work, yeah. like crazy busy. And Dex is, you know, yeah. running ultra marathons and stuff. So, Oof. Well, thank you for letting me fill it. No, in. man. I appreciate you coming down yeah. and, you know, you're always welcome. And Sweet. Yeah, well, uh, we should do this again soon. Absolutely. I'm totally into it. And uh, yeah. if you guys... Like me, uh, I do a show, 10 Drink Minimum. Uh, you air every Sunday night at 6 o'clock? Yep, on facebook.com forward slash 10 Drink, and we have a YouTube channel. Yep. So we're, You guys we're, make sure to subscribe to his podcast. Absolutely. It's fun, man. We have a lot of fun. You know, I don't get the, I don't get the high-profile guests that, that Buck gets, but maybe someday. I don't know what you're talking about. Man. Yeah. Uh, whatever. The Mandalorian people and stuff. Phil Ansamo, come on. <laughs> I did have that one guy from Letterkenny, which was pretty cool. That's dope, man. I love that show, man. That's the other thing that got. I was going to go see Letter Kenny live in <gasps> Phoenix. Oh, and we had talked to uh, we had talked to him to to the dude who plays Stewart. Yeah, and uh, and he was like, yeah, he's like, give me a call, you know. Oh we'll man, go, we'll go have some dinner and some drinks, and and that got some some puppers, some puppers. Yeah, after Pracky. Uh, 
After Pracky. All right. Well, All right, thanks everybody for listening. Um, I will leave you with, oh, well, first of all, you guys have a really Merry Christmas. I don't know if I'm going to do another one of these before Christmas. Probably not. But um, have a good Christmas. Happy New Year. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Happy Toyotathon. Happy Toyotathon. See you later. I work at Burger King making flavor whoppers. I wear paper hats. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would you like an apple pie with that? Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. I gotta run. I gotta run. I gotta run. I gotta run. Don't bumper fries and hot fat. It really hurt bad and so do skin grabs. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would you like an apple pie with that? Where is the bell? Wait for the bell. Can't hear the bell. Where is the bell? Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. I was a Burger King making paper whoppers. I wear paper hats. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would you like an apple pie with that? Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. That's all we got. There ain't no more. Time is tight. It's the end of the show.